Okay, so Bez Hashem last week we uh, began learning the sugya of Eretz Yisrael, which is a, it's a very, very, very expansive sugya. So, it's, it's, uh, it's very hard to organize uh, such a limud, what exactly, you know, how exactly to do it. So Bez Hashem, we'll, uh, we'll do the best we can. So, again, just to sort of chazer a little bit, the objective over here is not necessarily to learn about um, Eretz Yisrael maybe in the, in the usual way, you know, to learn about, you know, the halachas of Eretz Yisrael or the chashivas of actually being in the land. Uh, that's, I don't know if that's the point right now. Uh, for us, uh, the question is to serve the Rabbana Shlalem in, in the Bechina of Eretz Yisrael. No matter where a person is, as we mentioned last week, Eretz Yisrael, in terms of Oedis Hashem, means more than just uh, a geographical location. There's a point of the nefesh. There's a part of the neshama that's called Eretz Yisrael. And the objective is to discover that part of who we are, to serve the Rabbani Shlom. And as we'll see, that every single aspect of Oedis Hashem, even, even aspects that we don't necessarily think of as Oedis Hashem, but just you know, human life, every single aspect of, um, of the human experience can be done in a Chutzlar Tzdikaway or in a Tzishol Tzdikaway. And the Avoida of building towards Mashiach is not just a matter of wanting to return to the land physically, but the more we can connect to Eretz Yisrael, to, to, to sort of, the more we can build Eretz Yisrael up in our own lives, again, in every single facet with Hashem, to do it in Eretz Yisrael Tzdikaway, that itself is building Eretz Yisrael uh, in Ruchnias, and that is that itself is part of the Gula process. That itself is is our obligation of of being mishtade, being mishtadel, and being mishtatef in that in that avoda. Uh, that's called that's uh, called the tikkun. That's called Yishuva Aretz. It's called Gula. So that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. That's what Bez Hashem we're going to be trying to do. Which is to establish what Eretz Yisrael means concept and concept, and then pl- applying that in different areas of Eretz Hashem. And so that's what we're going to Eretz Hashem start with tonight. Now, the end of last week, I began to discuss a little bit of what Eretz Yisrael means, what the concept means. Uh, most of last week's share was to show how Eretz Yisrael is not just simply a physical place, but what is Eretz Yisrael? What is that bechina of Eretz Yisrael within the nefesh? So we began to talk about it towards the end. And so tonight, I want to continue with that a little bit uh, to solidify, to make clear exactly what Eretz Yisrael means, and then to start giving maybe our first example of, of a certain area in, in, uh, in human experience that can be done in, in an Eretz Yisrael Dikka way. Okay, so basically, just again, just to review a little bit, what, I, what we said, what we learned last week was, is that what Eretz Yisrael means, what, what is Eretz Yisrael? The essence of Eretz Yisrael is is the meat of Malchus. Is the meat of Malchus, or that part of the Neshama that's called Malchus. And what does that mean? So basically, what we explained, and again, we'll see inside a little bit, some of the Marmachimists to, you know, give a little background of where I'm coming from, is that in, 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 there's always... The, Malchus means the ability to connect that which is hidden with that which is revealed. That's basically what Malchus means. Uh, I mentioned from the Zara Kaddish that Malchus is connected to speech, Malchus Peh. And the, that's the concept of speech. Speech means to 
to allow the listener to experience that part of you which is usually hidden, right? The part of you which is your thoughts and your emotions, that's usually hidden from, and not from, from another person. The other person only experiences your, your, the physical side of who you are and what they can see, um, what they can touch. And speech is a way of connecting the two. It's a way of connecting that which is hidden with that which is revealed, of allowing that which is hidden to be experienced through that which is revealed. That's what Malch, that that's what Malchus in, in a nutshell means, and that's why you know even the word Malchus, which means kingship, the concept of a king is that idea as well. Is that when you see a king, the the um, the the awe and reverence that one has with a king comes with seeing that person, but when you see that person, what you're experiencing is 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 something deeper. There's some sort of um, it's a feeling of it's a revelation of that which is hidden. Uh, when you're in awe of someone great, the reason why you're in awe of someone that's great is because what you're what, what you're seeing tell is 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 what what's 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 striking you emotionally or, or or spiritually is that which is beyond you. Now you don't see that or feel that when you don't when you're not in the, when you're not in the presence of the king, but when you're in the presence of the king and you see the king, you see that side of him that you physically see, the revealed part of him. The revealed part of the king is 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 a vehicle to allow the hidden part of the king to be revealed. And when you're experiencing the hidden part of the king, that's overwhelming. That's malchus. That's royalty. That's that's regal. That's something awe-inspiring. So that's what malchus means. In more uh, you know, in, in, in language of Chassidus and, and Pnimi Satira, that which is hidden is called Leia. That which is revealed is called Rachel. And the Indian of Eretz Yisrael, the Malchus of Eretz Yisrael, is the ability to unify Rachel and Leah, is to allow us to experience Leah through Rachel. That's really what Malchus means. That's what Malchus means. Now, uh, just to show like that I'm not making this up, I guess, if you have the Marmokamis in front of you, or just not, just listen in. So, in the first Marmokam, this is from the Sefer Torah, this is from the Balatanya, is Pirush and Chumash, Sefer Torah, and Parshas Vayetze. So over there, he basically sums up everything that we just said. He's speaking of this in the context of the land itself and in the experience of Nevoah, as you'll see in a second. We know that according to Chazal, uh, Nevoah is something that requires Eretz Yisrael. That uh, Eretz Yisrael is Nivchar, Eretz Yisrael was chosen to be the land of Nevoah. And so the Balatani is explaining why that is. What is it about Eretz Yisrael that's so connected with Nevoah? So he, again, he explains in this way. The nevuah is also something like that. Nevuah is is that which is hidden, the the the, the will of the rabbanish being expressed through that which is revealed, a navi. So Baltani explains. Hine, leiv rachel. The concept of Leah and rachel. These are not just two women, but these are two parts of the of the soul. These are two parts of creation. Leiv rachel him oisis hamachshava oisis hadibur. Leah and rachel correspond to thought versus speech. Versus, versus speech. Now again, in this context, what that means is thought would be the hidden world and speech would be the revealed world. Even though, I, again, I just mentioned that speech really is a connection between the two. But in this context, the way the Balatani is putting it and phrasing it, speech refers to that which is revealed. Shem Amadiskasya, the hidden world, that would be, that's Leah. The Amadiskalya, in the revealed world, that's Rachel. Ubizman Shebeis and when we had a Beis HaMikdash, both these Bechinas of Rachel and Leah were shining and integrated in the land in Eretz Yisrael. 
and certainly the, the dominant force was Rachel, the revealed aspect. Just because speech is enclosed, I'm sorry, thought is enclosed within speech. And speech is what you experience. So what you experience is Rachel. But the Chiddush of Eretz Yisrael is that contained in that which you experience is something that's hidden. Something that you wouldn't otherwise be able to experience. And Rachel is the revealed world. And that's why in Eretz Yisrael really is the place of Gili Elokos, of where Hashem's presence is revealed. In other words, what does it mean Hashem's presence is revealed? It means Hashem who's hidden, otherwise uh, not known, right? the hidden world that's Leah, but you're able to experience that which is hidden in a revealed way, that's Eretz Yisrael, without it losing its, its, um, you know, its, its, its uh, secrecy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, when Leah, in Eretz Yisrael, when Leah re- is, is revealed through Rachel, Leah retains her transcendent quality, retains her mystery. There's a certain mystery of it. That's why we talked about last week how Eretz Yisrael is the place of of Said, of, of secrets of Torah. I and mean, we'll talk about that, Bez Hashem, in the coming week. And that's why in Eretz Yisrael you have Bich Hachamim, Ruch HaKadosh, Nevuah. And specifically you have the Beis HaMikdash, Vashras HaShchina, B'Kadosh HaKadshim, Hashem's presence in the Kadosh HaKadshim, V'Urim V'Tumim, V'Avadis HaKarbonis, Shayyar HaEshmael you had a fire descending from heaven with the carbonists, so all these things of, again, something physical, these are things that you're able to see and hear and touch and so on, but there was something very mysterious about it, there was something very, very spiritual and lofty that was being revealed in, 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 in physical ways. That's, that's Eretz Yisrael. Now, says Valtani, understand this, that when after the Churban took place, Shagol Yisrael, the Klai went into Golas, the Golsa Yimohem HaShchina, and we know that the Shechina went to Golas with us. What does that mean? Shibuchin is Rachel. It means that with Kala Yisrael's uh, Golas, it means that this that Lay and Rachel separated. That's that's what the Balatani says. That's the definition of Golas, is Lay and Rachel separated, meaning that which is mysterious becomes completely unknown. Leia just goes back up to heaven, so to speak, to the point of where us down here we don't even know of such a world that's called Leia. And then Rachel is what we have left. And Rachel, that which is revealed, loses her inner content of Leah and just becomes something very shallow and superficial. Everything goes to, the, the, to its extreme. That which is mysterious becomes unknown, Bechlal. And that which is known and revealed becomes very shallow and superficial and physical and base and low. Rachel becomes very low. And Leah becomes completely unknown. These are the, that, that's, the, that's the reality of Golas. In a certain sense, therefore, the definition of Golas is the breakdown of Eretz Yisrael. Golas means not having Eretz Yisrael. Right? I mean, th- that sentence sounds very, very simple. That Golas is not having Eretz Yisrael. But in a deeper way, th- th- what, 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 that, what that sentence means is this Nakuda is that the, defi- the experience of Golas on all levels is not having the unifying force uniting Rachel and Leah, where Leah becomes, Leah soars to heaven, and Rachel descends to a very low place. That's the definition of Golas, which again, in other words, means we don't have Eretz Yisrael. <clears throat> so he goes on to say, Shibuchin is Rachel, Shibuch Golas. Rachel goes with Klai Yisrael to Golas. In other words, Rachel descends to a low place by Yitzram in the 70 nations. 
And Rachel isn't shining. She's not shining with any inner content that she had with the Beis HaMikdash. Where speech was revealing secrets. There, there, we don't have that in Golis. That's the, that's the reality of Golis. Now the Baltani goes on to say a fascinating thing. The truth is, nevertheless, despite the fact that we lost this quality in Golis of, of uniting these two in Yanim, of Rachel Leah merging, in the actual place of Eretz Yisrael, throughout the vast majority of our Golas, Eretz Yisrael proper really predominantly had Leia. Rachel, so to speak, travels to Klal Yisrael in Golas. So that which is revealed, you know, is experienced in Chutz Laretz. But that which is completely hidden and mysterious remains in Eretz Yisrael, but without the vehicle of Rachel, becomes almost completely unknown, And therefore, obviously, the or the, 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 the level of ruchnius that a person can experience in the land of Eretz Yisrael is greater than in Chutzlart because it's Leah versus Rachel. But because it was hidden and it doesn't have the vehicle of, of Rachel to become revealed, Therefore, Elokus, the Rabbanishman's presence, is not revealed in Eretz Yisrael as it was because it doesn't have the vehicle of Rachel, but the Rabbanishman's presence is there because that's Leah, right? The revelation is not there like it was with the Beis HaMikdash because the, 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 the key for it to becoming a revealed experience is Rachel, and the revealed then the Rachel Indian is not in Eretz Yisrael anymore. Uh, the revealed aspect of experience is in Chutzlar, it's with Kwa Yisrael. The hidden part is, still remains there. And that's why, uh, for the vast majority of Golas, Eretz Yisrael was not blossoming, it was not, preparing, it was not producing fruit, it was not a hospitable place to live, because all that comes with Rachel. Revealed revelation, something that you could put your hands on, revealed beauty, that's all Rachel. And Rachel was not there. Chutzlar, it's... Uh, for the vast majority of our Golas was the place that's more beautiful. That was a place of where you could get more of a Parnosa. That's a place of where it's, uh, it's more hospitable. That's all Rocheldik. That's all Rocheldik. In Eretz Yisrael, in, during Golas, it was Kulei Leia, which means it's completely mysterious and almost unknown. However, if you're a Tzadik in Eretz Yisrael during Golas, and you're somehow able to connect to Leia without managing to use Rachel, because Rachel is not there on some level, then the truth is says about Tanya, then you can reach in Eretz Yisrael Hasogis, you know, connection, levels of understanding of the Rabbani Shalom, even more than what the Tzadikim were able to experience in Eretz Yisrael with the Beis HaMikdash. In other words, it's a shtickle paradox, but the Balatanya says on some level, when you have Rochel connecting with Leia, then obviously there's a Mila because now, now Leia has a way of expressing herself. That's true. But Mitzat Shani, whenever, whenever there's an expression, it's always limiting, right? So just using the example of speech. So speech is a way through which you can express your thoughts. But when you do express your thoughts, which is great, and it's Gavaldic, that's now everyone else could understand what you're thinking, but it's limiting. You, in, your, in, the, in, in your thoughts, your, your feelings could, become, could, could, be, could be much more um, powerful, and you could understand things in a much deeper way than maybe you could express them verbally. 
So therefore, in this way as well, there is a cash 22. When you have Roch and Leah merging together, it's Gavaldic, you can now experience that which is hidden and mysterious, and it's unbelievable, you have Beis HaMikdash, Navu, and so on, but there's a certain limitation to Leah now, because Leah is being is being 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 funneled into that world that's called Rachel. It's Gavaldic, but it's limited. If you're able to tap into Leah by herself, then no one around you will know what you're do, what what's happening. But you yourself will be on an exalted level. Therefore, it says about Tanya, this is this is what we find that the tzaddikim of Golos, dafka the tzaddikim of Golos in Eretz Yisrael, were taka able to experience levels of the Rebbeinu Shlaim greater than the tzaddikim of the times of the Beis because it's pure Leah, it's pure Leah. However, the problem is, since there's no vehicle of Rachel, there's no revelation of God's presence. So no one around them knows this, no one, they're not able to share that experience with anyone, and it's just something in themselves, and therefore there's a certain uh, tragedy in that. He says, the last line, he says, Shehisek Sumas, like Darizal is a perfect example of a tzaddik in Eretz Yisrael, in Golas, that was able to experience things Thing, he was able to learn and, and, and connect to Madragas of the Rabbana Shalom greater than even earlier generations of prophets. So the Rizal is teaching his Talmidim about levels that the Nevi'im didn't talk about. And that's 100% true. The difference is the Nevi'im were able to reveal the levels that they were connecting to. And the Rizal wasn't in that way. But what the Rizal was talking about was certainly higher than any Navi. And so that's the, uh, you know, that, that sort of is like, I guess in parentheses, that interesting Nakuda is that there is something to be gained in Golas over uh, Gula, but that's really not for now. But the point over here is, again, that's the definition of Eretz Yisrael, the Malchus, the unity between Rachel and Leah, revealing, giving, giving a voice to that which is hidden. That's really what Eretz Yisrael means. And so therefore, using this, what we're going to learn, for learn is that all the areas that, of Avodah Hashem that we could integrate Eretz Yisrael into, that we could sort of have this avoida of uniting Rachel and Leah, that itself is building Eretz Yisrael. That, that is building Eretz Yisrael. That's discovering Eretz Yisrael. That's called Yishev Haaretz. That's called Yishev Haaretz. And obviously, if a person can kind Yishev Haaretz in a practical sense, it's even more so. But for those of us that are not, and we have our avoida and our shlichus and chutzlaretz, which is totally legitimate, so those, 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 that, that we still have to be mekayim, the midst of yishev arts in this way of building Eretz Yisrael in avoida Hashem. So, okay, so that's again, b'derech hakdama, to introduce again what Eretz Yisrael means, and sort of to lay out, you know, what, what our mission is uh, in the shirim. So now let's move on to our first example of an area of life where we can work on Eretz Yisrael, where we can discover this Indian of uniting Rachel and Leah uh, in a particular way, and then every time we do it, we can have in mind that we're trying to build Eretz Yisrael, that we're trying to connect to Mashiach, to try to bring Gula, to unite Rachel and Leah together. So the, the, the first, the first, uh, the first uh, example of this is going to be something that's, um, in fact, connected to the parsha. Um, and it's something that I've meant, I've talked about a number of times, even this past Shabbos, honestly, uh, Shabbos day, when I spoke uh, by davening, 
So it, it, it you know, this, this it's, it's, it was part of that idiom that I spoke about, and tonight we'll just maybe expand upon it a little bit more. So those of you that were there, so the concept will be somewhat familiar, but again, it'll be uh, a little bit, you know, a new idea. But um, it's something that like, we'll see if we could finish it completely tonight. Maybe we'll have to continue with next week. But it's a, it's a very, very big discussion, a very important discussion, specifically in the writings of Vishwitzer Adzin. So we're going to learn some Ashilech tonight. So, connected to the parish, we know obviously in, in Parsha Shalach, it's all Eretz Yisrael, Parsha Shalach. You know, like Rav Kook, uh, Rav Kook said that, that the, the, all of Golis really traces its roots back to the Meraglim, us rejecting Eretz Yisrael. Right? And therefore, the biggest avoid that we can do to bring Mashiach is to. Is to is to uh, sort of embrace Eretz Yisrael, which is what we're trying to do in these Shiurim Bez Hashem So we know in the aftermath of the Meraglim, when Klal Yisrael are told that they're not going to enter Eretz Yisrael, that generation, forty years in the Midbar, till they die out and their children will come into the land. So the Rebbeinu Shalom then afterwards gives a parsha, uh, two parshias, parsha of Nisach the mitzvah of pouring wine with uh, certain types of korbanos in the Beis Hamikdash. The mitzvah Nisachayayin, and then afterwards also he gives the parsha of Chala, Nisachayayin and Chala, and so Rashi already says why the Rebbeinu Shalom is giving us this mitzvah now all of a sudden. So Rashi says it was a surat taiva. The Rebbeinu Shalom is giving us an achama, giving us some comfort that although you're not going to get in, I'm, I'm giving you these mitzvahs which are relevant to Eretz Yisrael. So you should just know that uh, you have, you will get there eventually. Your children eventually you will get there. So the obvious question is that of all, there's many mitzvahs that are connected to Eretz Yisrael, and if the Rebbeinu Shalom wants to give us mitzvahs right now to mechazik us, to uh, you know, to give us that 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 confidence that eventually we'll get there, why dafke nisachayayin and chala? That's the question. So that's something the Yishev talks about. So Bez Hashem will we'll discuss that as well. So let, let's let's begin like this. In Marmokah number two, there's a piece from the Meishivayach in Chelik Beis in Parshas Bahar in Chelik Beis. So he's going in the Pasuk like this. It says in Pasuk, when you get to Eretz Yisrael, so you should get to Eretz Yisrael, six years you should work, and the seventh year you should rest. The earth, the land, the Eretz Yisrael should rest uh, for the Rabbani Shalom's sake. That's Shemitah, that's Shemitah. So said the Israelites like this, the deeper meaning of that Pasuk, that when you get to Eretz Yisrael, the land should rest. means Hashem is promising Klai Yisrael. That when you get to Eretz Yisrael, your heart will finally find peace. Your heart will find rest. The heart, the land is connected to the heart. Many places in Tanakh we find this, that the heart and the heart of a person and the land are connected. And when the Pasuk therefore says, when you get to Eretz Yisrael, the land will rest, it means that your heart will find peace, your heart will find menucha. Adkan, that's the Yishbitzer. Now, again, like every, like many pieces with the Yishbitzer, I understand the words, but I don't know what he's talking about. So this is what we're going to just try to discern tonight for the next few minutes. What exactly is he talking about? What does this mean that Eretz Yisrael brings peace and comfort and menucha, tranquility to the heart? What this sounds like is that there's some sort of, there is some sort of conflict in the heart, that the heart is uneasy, and unsettled, and the Chiddush of Eretz Yisrael is that it brings Menucha to the heart. So what exactly is bothering the heart to begin with? What's the, what's the lack of Menucha that the heart is experiencing that it needs Menucha in Eretz Yisrael? Okay, so in the writings of Yishbetzer is like this. In Marmokka number three, there's a piece in the Yishbetzer, also in Chelek Beis, it's on Mesechus Brachis, Daftal Ramadal. He has a Pirish on a number of Gemars. 
So the Gemara over there is talking about the following uh, Pasuk. It says in Tehillim, David Melch said, Shomer nafshi ki chasirani, that Hashem, you should, uh, you should protect my soul, you should protect me ki chasirani, because I'm a chasir, I'm a tzaddik, I do your will. And the Gemara makes a contradiction. The Gemara says, David calls himself a chasid. I, David Melch, uh, many places in Tehillim always says, you know, the chatasi negdi samid, that I always remember my averis and and I see myself as someone that needs to do tshuva. So, are you a tzaddik or are you not a tzaddik? So the Gemara explains that Avada David knew that he was a tzaddik, but David was always concerned, Shema Yigar I'm a tzaddik, I know that right now, but I'm always, I always have this uneasiness, possibly, maybe, I'll make the wrong move, and, I, and I'll lose that status of being a tzaddik. Shema Yigar So, okay, that's the Gemara. The Yisrael says like this, there are two different qualities, there are two different person, there's two different midas that a Jew feels, and that are going on in the Jewish heart, which causes a conflict. And this is a very, very important quality in Ishbitza Radzin. These two midas that a person feels that are the opposite from each other, that sort of conflict with each other, is bitachen and yira. Bitachen and yira. In Ishbitza, it means as follows. Bitachen means a very strong feeling and sense of, of protection from the Rabbanu The Rabbanu was with me. And no matter what happens in life, ultimately, the Rabbanu has my back. In, in the writings of Ishbet Razim, we find that there's always like these two universes. It's a classic question the Mepharshim dealt with, and Ishbet tackles it in a very unique way. The Ram already discusses the stira, the, the kasha of Bechir versus Yediyah. We know that there's such a thing as free will, which means there's choice and responsibility and the possibility of making mistakes and, and, make, and messing things up in your life, other people's lives. That's Bechira, and you have to believe that 100%. But yet, Mitzad Shani, the Ramam is, so there's also such a thing as Yediyah, which means that everything is predestined. Everything is predestined. Everything that happens is the way it's supposed to happen. Everything is part of the Rabbanu's plan, and we're just puppets, puppets in his world. And that's a steer. And so many of Farshim try to answer this theorem. In Ishbitza, it's a very big principle that the point is not to answer it. The point is to realize that these are two separate realities. These are two levels of reality, and they're both 100% true. It's 100% true that there's such a thing called Bechira, that I am, the, I, am, I am the master of my own destiny, which means that I, I can make the right decision and I can make the wrong decision. And that's, that's on me. And it's 100% true that there's another level of reality, which is the Rabbanu is running the show, and we're, we're complete puppets in that. We're complete puppets in that. And, and everything that happens is ultimately God's will, and ultimately for the best. And the Nishbitza, we're taught that the point is not to try to figure out how these two things go together. As we'll see very soon, it's impossible. The point is to realize that there's, two as- that there's, there's a part of our neshama which feels very strongly Bechira, and there's a part of our Neshama which feels very strongly Yediyah. In other words, this is Leia and Rachel. Leia means that which is hidden. What is hidden? What's hidden is that everything is God's will. That's hidden. We don't see that. The world that we see is a world full of free choice. But there is a part of the Neshama that's called Leia that lives in that universe that's called God's will, that's called Yediyah, that's called that everything is is Rabbanu Shalom's presence. That part of the neshama that's called Leia is full of confidence. Full of confidence. Has no fear at all. It's not afraid of anything. What is there to be afraid of? Everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be and will be exactly the way it's supposed to be. That's Leia. That part of the neshama is also completely 
unmotivated to really do much, right? Because what am I doing anyway? There's nothing for me to do. This is why the greatest child of Leah is Yehuda. And Yehuda, the name Yehuda is very passive. Hapam Oides Hashem, I just thank the Rabbani Shalom. I passively thank him. And I just, uh, I'm, 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 uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just here for the ride. There's nothing, there's nothing for me to do. I'm just a passenger. That's Leah. And then there's another part of the neshama which is connected to the revealed world, which sees things as they are revealed, as, they, as you see them in a physical way, and that's Rachel. Rachel is, is part of the neshama that completely, completely is existing in the world of Bechira. And that's a part of the neshama that's full of fear, that's full of yira, that's full of fear, because it's, it's afraid of, of making the wrong choice, of making the wrong decision, because the responsibility of that choice is on, is on me. Is on me. I, I, I bear the responsibility of that choice. Now the, the, now, the truth is, in Ishbitsa, we're taught that that world of Rachel on her own is also passive, but not for the same reason as Leah. Leah is passive because there's nothing to do. Rachel is passive because she's so afraid of making the wrong move. The Chiddush in Ishbitsa is the Eretisrol Dika quality that we're learning about tonight, is the ability to merge these two worlds of Rachel and Leah, which means, to, what, does that, what does it look like? What it looks like is a person who has the courage and the bravery to make a choice and to make a decision and to, and to do something in their lives, to be active. And what gives them the courage to be active and to, be, and to, to take life, you know, like the bull by the horns and to, uh, and to pave a way for themselves is because deep down there's a part of them which is Leah, which says that even if you make a mistake, it's not really a mistake. This is the yichud of Rachel and Leah in that way of Eretz Yisrael in terms of decision-making, in terms of, of living one's life, of being active. This is why Eretz Yisrael, as we'll see, Eretz Yisrael is a place that demands courage and bravery. For example, Yeshua Benun. He's told uh, right away in the beginning of Sefer Yeshua when he's, his first, uh, his first you know, Dvar Hashem that he experiences as a leader, what Hashem tells them, the first thing is chazak v'yamaz, to be courageous, to be brave. Eretz Yisrael demands that, even on a very simple level, to conquer the enemies there, the Goyim, to conquer the land, it takes bravery. And that's what the Meraglim, the, the, the failure of the Meraglim was a lack of bravery. There was a certain cowardice that they had on their level. <coughs> they, they were afraid of the Goyim, they were afraid of the enemies over there. And so, what is it about Eretz Yisrael that demands bravery? What is bravery? Bravery is Eretz Yisrael. Bravery, imatzalev, chazak v'yamitzlivecha v'kavi Hashem, David HaMelech is the, is the example of the most brave Jew to ever be. David HaMelech is the king of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael means bravery. Eretz Yisrael means Rachel, again, it, it means uniting the confidence of Leah with the uncertainty of Rachel and what that produces is a person who's willing to do something with their, with their lives, who's willing to be proactive, who's willing to take risks, because he knows that ultimately there is a harness that he's connected to, there is a safety net. Like Rabbi Nachman said, you know, kolom kul is gesher tsar ma'id, right? So you could ask, Rabbi, you know, Rabbi, what does it mean, well, why not be afraid if it's a gesher tsar ma'id, right? Well, the answer is, if you don't have a harness and there's no safety net, then there is a lot to be afraid of. But if you know that you're that you're tied up above, if you're if you know that there's a leia, then Rachel can now walk confidently over that gesher without being too afraid of messing up, 
Because even if you do mess up, okay, there, there's a safety net. Ultimately, you could find yourself back, you know, Shavuipotzavik would come, you could find yourself back up on that Gesher Tzarm, right? And eventually you'll make it to the other side. It, you, like the famous story with the Baal Shem Tov that, that he once uh, went, on a, it was a whole Maisa, that he took his, his chesidim on a trip, he put on his big day Shabbos, went to the mikvah, Holachanas, to go to the circus. And he was by the circus and he saw the tightrope walker and he was mamish in a state of dveikas the whole time. And afterwards, he explained to his chassidim what the meaning of a tightrope walker is, is that a tightrope walker is mamish besakana. If he goes too much to the left, too much to the right, it's done. But he's able to walk confidently across because he has his eyes at the destination. And there's a part of him, the tightrope walker, that absolutely believes 100% that he's going to make it. And because there's a part of him that's laedic, that knows that he's going to make it, because of that, he's able to actually do it and to make that choice of walking the tightrope. This is what, this is Eretz Yisrael. Every time a person is, let's put it this way, it's going to sound a little bit funny, but every time a person makes a decision and makes a choice, it's an Eretz Yisrael Dekha moment. It's an Eretz Yisrael Dekha moment. And if a person realizes that, it could become, it could become an Avaida. It could become an Avaida. Any time a person has to use their Bechira. Eretz Yisrael is the place of Bechira. The Beis HaMikdash is called the Beis HaBechira. Right, which is the epicenter of Eretz Yisrael, is the house of choice. Eretz Yisrael means bechira. The midbar was kulei leya. The midbar, there was no choice. The Anan told you where to go. Everything was given to them on a silver platter. There was no choice. Eretz Yisrael is a place finally where the Jewish people can make choices. But the idea is to bring with them the confidence and the security blanket of the midbar of leya menu. And when you unite Rachel and leya, now you could conquer Eretz Yisrael in a real way. You can make choices with confidence knowing that you have a harness behind you. This was the great tragedy of the, of the generation of the desert not making it to Eretz Yisrael. In a certain sense, that itself meant that, that they weren't getting Eretz Yisrael. Uh, the, the Midbar meant Leah, and Eretz Yisrael is a place of the Shadows of Rachel, and, 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 and the Indian, Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael means to unite the two together. So let's go back to this piece of the Yishvitzer. Again, now we'll just be able to run through it. What is the conflict? What is the heart? Like we mentioned before, that Eretz Yisrael means uh, settling, giving the heart some peace. So what, what is, what's the conflict in the heart? Well, the answer is the conflict of the heart are these two midos of Yira versus Bitachin. Yira means fear, Bitachin means confidence. In the writings of Yishvitz, Bitachin means confidence more than trust. Bitachin means confidence. Ke'elu ha'shnei midos, these two midos, Bitachin ve'yira, Confidence and fear, lay and Rachel. There's a very great, there's a very big sugya. How could they become unified in one heart? How could it be? In the way we experience things in our understanding, in our limited understanding. These are two opposites. If a person is, is confident, if a person has, a, has that bitachin, is that leah? then we, we couldn't imagine how that person would be afraid of anything. And the opposite is also true. If a person is afraid, it means that they don't have the confidence, they don't have the security of Leah. They're Kulei Rachel. Therefore, there's a very great depth over here. That even if a person does have that confidence and that security of Leah, he's still fearful about making the wrong choice. This is the secret of Dovna Melech. This is why it's Davka David, who's the king of Eretz Yisrael. Dovna Melech is expressing this secret of what? Of being, of saying on the one hand, Ki I'm a chassid, everything's fine, in the hands of Hashem, it'll all work out, I know for sure. At the same time, there's a part of me which is also afraid of Shem Yigar Mechait. 
These two midas have to be together. They have to be equal to each other. That one midah shouldn't nullify the other. As the Pasuk says, Rejoice in trepidation. Rejoice in trepidation. That's the secret of, of tefillin. Ah, it's a big sugya. Every, oh, every single part of this is a very big sugya. Right, tefillin, tefillin is a mitzvah. You know, the Gemara gives an example of, of a case where, where, where usually you're not supposed to laugh too much in this world. They have too much simcha because it might, you know, take away from your shemayim. Tefillin is one example where a person uh, can have a lot of simcha with when they're wearing tefillin. Tefillin shol yeah, tefillin shoraisha. These two midas. Ah, it's a lot. As Hashem, maybe one day we'll talk about that. Tefillin shoraisha is in nevleya. Tefillin shol yad is in nevrachol. And so tefillin is unifies these two inyan, and where you can have yira. And simcha at the same time. The lochain again. He'll, he'll, he'll explain a little bit soon. But now he just explains in that context of the gemara an amazing thing. He says lochain nismach zayis begemara. Therefore, that's still give the gemara. We're talking about David and Melech, you know, saying these two uh, different voices. Le'inin chatzayis lailov. In the context, the gemara is just. This was right after the gemara had a whole discussion about chatzayis, about David and David and Melch's, uh, uh, schedule at midnight. That at midnight he would get up and he would daven and learn and so on. Shezel chatzais. What's the inyan chatzais? Inyan chatzais of the concept of chatzais, that midpoint between the two halves of the night. Sheshnei hamida shkulim ba'adam zekizeh means that the two halves means rochel leya. That's why tikkun chatzais, which is such chashav inyan for those people that can. Maybe Bez Hashem will talk about Shabbos inyan of tikkun chatzais. It's a very very chashav thing. There's what's called in the state of tikkun chatzais. There's tilim that you say which we call tikkun leya. And there's tehillim that you say, which is called tikkun rachel, because the whole thing of chatzais is to unite these two is these two parts of the neshama. That there's a part of us which is which is which is mourning the churban beis hamikdash, which which very much is sensitive to the revealed world, which is terrible and falling apart. That's rachel. But there's also a part of us which is sensitive to that to that d- deeper truth, which is that everything's fine and everything's exactly the way it's supposed to be. And the Rabbanah Shalom is here as much as he always was, which is Tikkun Leia. And the Indian of Tikkun Chatzais is to unite the two. And therefore, therefore the, the Gemara talks about Tikkun Chatzais, Davr Melach, what he did by Chatzais, and how Davr Melach is so connected to Chatzais. And then it flows into the Gemara that talks about Davr Melach saying that even though I'm a Chassid, I'm still afraid of doing Averis. Weiter, that's, that's a Tikkun Chatzais sticker statement. And the next sogi of the Gemara is the statement, Who's a ben olam haba? Someone who connects gula to tefillah, who says, Gol Yisrael, immediately before Shemun Asrei. Shal Arvis, the Gemara says, and specifically it's a Chiddush, that this applies to Mayrv as well. And even though you say Hashkiveinu, Hashkiveinu is not a Hesik, gula richta, it's like a long Gol Yisrael. What's the Indian? Ki inyan gul. What does it mean gul? What does it mean gal yisrael? Who has simcha b'tachin sheratz and hashem yisbruk u'tamid legal yisrael mikol ra. Gal yisrael means leya. Gal yisrael means everything's fine. Confidence b'tachin. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You just you're here for the ride anyway. It's all the rebbeinu shlomo. The kol hanhagu rak l'tavis yisrael and everything is good. The rebbeinu shlomo is working things out. Everything is good, and that's gal yisrael. And your masmich that you connect that to tefillah. What's tefillah? Tefillah yira, tefillah is fear. Tefillah is I don't know what's going to be, and I'm asking Hashem to help me. Shemispala Hashem isbruch sheishiyah, so that you're asking David Hashem that He should help you. And therefore, the inyan of masmech gula tefillah, connecting gula to tefillah, is itself the same inyan as chatzais. Is itself the same inyan as as rochel It's itself the same inyan as Eretz Yisrael. It's the same thing. 
and therefore it's such a chiddush to do this by Mayrev. Mayrev is a time of darkness, which is a time of, of, of a lot of fear, of uncertainty. You don't see any R, any light. And that's Davka when the person is masmech gula that he's able to make choices and, and to handle the, the darkness of the night because in the back of his mind he knows that everything will work out in some sublime way. That's a simon that he's coming from a higher place, that he's a ben oilam haba. Why is he called a ben oilam haba? Because it's, it doesn't make any sense. Ultimately, it doesn't make sense how these two things come together. To unite joy and fear. It's 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 a matan ben hashemayim. Eretz Yisrael is matana to Klal Yisrael from the Rebbeinu Shlomo, and we just have to receive it. What the Ishmaelites are saying is that there is there, how this integrates is not we don't understand it, but there is but it's possible. It's matana from the Rebbeinu Shlomo to allow us to integrate these two worlds of Rachel and Leah. And that's the human experience. The human experience is that, that we find ourselves able to be, to be willing to handle choices. And the willingness for us to do that is because there's a part of us which is Leadic. And the more we can embrace our Bechira, that's the, that's the Avaid of tonight. The Avaid of tonight is to embrace one's free will. It means, it means when, we're, when we find ourselves in, in moments where we have to make a choice that's of relative significance, um, Pepsi or Coke is not much of a choice, it doesn't really matter so much on a simple level, although on a deep level everything, is, everything matters. But when a person is confronted with something that's significant and something that's, that's bechiradik, that's, 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 that's worthy of being called a decision, okay, you have to make a decision, you have no choice, you have to make a decision. The avoid, what we're learning tonight is at that moment, Take a second and be mechazik yourself that you're building Eretz Yisrael at that time, that you're uniting Rachel and Leah, and you have in mind that now when I'm making this choice, I'm, have, I'm making this choice for the purposes of uniting Rachel and Leah in my life and the life of Klai Yisrael and, build, and bring us that much closer to that experience of seeing Eretz Yisrael, of, of, of being in Eretz Yisrael physically. Every choice that we make can be converted into a moment of Tzipis Yeshua, it can be converted into a moment of Eretz Yisrael, of building Eretz Yisrael. It's, a, it's an amazing, amazing thing, but that's what we're seeing from the Yishvitzer. This is the meaning, going back, of why Eretz Yisrael brings Menucha to the heart, what he said in Parashas Bahar. The, the, the conflict of the heart is this conflict between confidence and fear. And Eretz Yisrael means uniting the two. Eretz Yisrael means, I understand there's a part of you which is confident, and there's a part of you which is fearful, and that it's fine, it's legitimate, and the menucha that the Eretz Yisrael brings is Im- use your confidence to allow yourself to make that choice that you're nervous about or make that choice that you're not sure about how it's going to work out. Embrace your moment of Bechira. Embrace your moment of Bechira. Sometimes the choice is Shev Tasa. Sometimes the choice is Konvasei. But that's a choice. That's a choice. When you embrace that moment, that's giving menucha to the heart. That's what Eretz Yisrael is. Going back, we'll just end with this. This is how the Ishvitzer explains the aside of why Nesachim, Nesach Yayin and Chala were the two mitzvahs given to us as a comfort that will get Eretz Yisrael. In this context, it's a profound Indian. The, the, the Ishvitzer explains that, again, what was the problem with the Meraglim? The problem with the Meraglim is that they in their own lives were, they themselves were a chefza of non-Eretz Yisrael. They themselves were a chefza of dividing Rachel and Leah, of 
of, of completely losing that confidence, you know, that comes from Leah and becoming overwhelmed with the fear of Rachel of just seeing all the enemies. They themselves broke down those two worlds. And therefore the comfort, the, the Nechama that the Rabbani Shalom is giving Kal Yisrael after the story of the Raglim is that you will eventually get her. So you will eventually be able to integrate these two worlds of Rachel and Leah and you'll be able to embrace your Bechira. You'll be able to embrace that moment of choice and to make a decision which you're not sure if you're making the right decision or not, but you'll be able to do it because there's a part of you which is super confident. And that, that moment of choice is, is, is Eretz Yisrael Mamish. And this is expressed by these two mitzvahs of Nisach and Chala. How so? So he says an amazing thing. Chala is unique. Chala of all the Manas Kuna is unique is that every other case of, let's say, Trumas and Mises and so on, are all things, all matanis that are given, you know, before the food is processed. Trumas and Mises, you take off when it's still uh, in the field and so on, or, or whatever. It's, 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 you know, you cut it and you bring it into the silo and so on, or even you bring it to the house, but Lamaisa, the, the, the food is still in its natural state. Chal is unique, is that the Chiv of Chala um, it kicks in after it after it's 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 broken down into into flour and even as dough. That's when you prepare. That's when you separate challah when it becomes dough, which is already processed. That's a bechidish. Why is that? So the Ishbitz says like this in Parsha Shlach. Mitzvah challah roimiz liyira atzuma. Challah represents fear. Challah represents rochel. Sha'af shehifrish chumo ma'iserishin v'shen. He means that even after you separate chumos and ma'isers. There's still a part of you which is not sure whether the food is still good. It, it, it might not be, it still needs to be, per, it still needs to be perfected. So you still have to remind yourself of the Rabbanu Shlalem when you're kneading the dough and you separate challah. The separating of challah even after the process of the food, which is later than any other matana of manas kuna or, or levi and so on, is 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 reflective of the inyan of Rachel, which is always in a state of fear. Maybe it's not good enough yet. Maybe it's not good enough yet. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Chala is therefore, even at the very, very end, it's still imperfect. You still have to separate another matana. That's what chala means. So chala means rachel. Unisachim. And what does nisach ayayin mean? Mayur al-Takifus. Nisach represents confidence and strength and security. And that's leia. Why? Ki ashitin yordun al-Tahayim. What was nisach ayayin? Again, B'Kitzur Nimritz, nisach ayayin was... By certain carbonas, carbonate sieber, and so on, they would take they would take wine and pour it not on the fire of the mizbeach, but there was a there was a, there was a, a drain by the mizbeach, which the Gemara says the whole of that drain would descend all the way to the very very depths, mamish all the way all the way down in in, in, in planet Earth, and the the wine would descend all the way to the tahaim to the very very depths. That represents a certain. Simcha, Yayin is always connected with Simcha, not fear, Simcha, that comes with being connected to that which is very, very hidden and very, very deep, very, very deep, and that's Leia. So Chala and Yayin and Nizcha Yayin are these two mitzvahs which connect to these two worlds of Rochel and Leia. And the fact that the Rabbani Shalom gave us these two mitzvahs, Davka after the Meraglim, is telling Klai Yisrael, it's giving us a Nechama, that although you messed up by the Meraglim of separating Rochel and Leia, I promise you, you, the day will come where you'll be able to put them together and you'll get Eretz Yisrael. And therefore it's davka these two mitzvahs which are being used as the Nechama to Yisrael to tell us 
that that's exactly what the problem, what the begam of the Raglam was, and the Rebbe was giving us, giving us Nechama, that we will eventually be misakin that problem and embrace our Bechira, with the, which is the meaning of uniting Chala and Yisachayayim. So Halach Lamaisa, the Avait of all of this, the Avait of all of this is again, the Rebbe Shalom gives us, our lives are full of choices. Again, significant choices. There's a lot of insignificant ones too, but significant choices. And we have, we have no choice but to make a choice. You can't always just sit back and do nothing. You have to make a choice. And so that's just Tam. The avoid of tonight is that we're learning is when those moments come, be, have kavana that it's Eretz Yisraeldek. Have kavana that I'm making that choice, l'shem yichu kushu in order to unite Rachel and Leah, to give menucha to my heart, to give menucha to Eretz Yisrael. And that itself, it transforms the moment into a base of a chirudikah moment. You're building the base of Mikdash when you use your bechir. And that's what bechir is. It's a, it's a very, very... Bechir itself is a secret. Bechir itself is a mystery. It's the mystery of uniting Rachel and Leah. It's the ability, the confidence to make that choice because there's a part of you that doesn't believe in the, in the, in the concept of a choice. <laughs> that's really what choice is. And so that's, that's the site of, of, of Rachel and Leah. Again, tonight was just example one of an area of human experience which can be done in an Eretz took way. So we should be zaychah to, uh, again, to connect Eretz Yisrael in that way and be uh, together, to be able to return to the land via Gael Tzedek, Meher Amen.